0: hi everybody welcome back to uh and brooke fellowship this is our second episode so we are really really happy to be here and you have no idea how the enemy work because we tried to do this yesterday right brooke
1: yes hours (laughs) (laughs) hours
0: but praise the Lord, we got up early and we were like, well, let's start early. So, amen. We put the Lord always before us in all of this. So, anyways, before we get started, let's pray. Let's invite Jesus in this and pray over everybody that's listening. Would you like to pray, Brooke? Because I love it when you pray.
1: Oh, you do. Yes, I will pray. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I will pray. Oh,
1: Lord God, I just, I, I lift up this episode. I, I, I thank you for this day. My um, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Um, Lord, I just ask you, um, as I asked you a few minutes ago, when when Joni and I was, were praying, that um, you would lead us, that you would guide us in this message, that Holy Spirit, you would bring to remembrance all that which you have um, shown us this week through your word, or or through videos, or, or, or speaking with each other, whatever it may be, Lord, bring it to remembrance. Whatever you would like us to share with those that are listening, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you quicken that within our spirit and bring it forth. May your will be done. And Lord, most of all, I ask that you would Prepare the hearts of all those that would hear this message, all those that are listening now and will be listening in the future. Prepare their hearts to receive, Father God. May your word speak to them mightily. I thank you that you use us and I thank you that we are an instrument, an instrument to pass this message on to your people. And may, may may, it give them hope and encouragement. And Lord, may it even change their lives for those that need it most. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Amen. Savior. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, before I'm going to go ahead and get started because it's important that you start with the information first that you have. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, um,
1: just to let you guys know what we have been talking about this week, uh, Joni and I, um, we have been talking about depression and sorrow, struggles, specifically depression. Um, I have found that um, it is something that so many of you out there, so many in the body are battling with or struggling with, um, many silently. Um, The little bit that uh, I spoke about my, my situation, Uh, a couple of shows ago i've got an enormous response from that saying yes that is me or that was me and and i I just couldn't believe how many people um are are facing this and and things like anxiety so we want to talk about this um we don't want to focus on us this whole time um but we do want to discuss um Um, different aspects of um, those mighty, powerful people in the Bible that we see as always mighty and powerful. But the struggle and the sorrow and the depression they went through to show you guys, to show everybody out there, um, their humanity, that they were just like us. We're just like them in that aspect and um and hopefully we can um you know help you guys we want to talk about how you can overcome this because overcoming can be the most difficult part you know it's one thing to listen to someone give a message about something like this but a lot of times we're left with okay but how how do we get through it how do we overcome it no one says how so um hopefully we can do that today but i i do let me just start real quick um i want to give a a, a definition the actual definition of depression and that is feelings remember that word? feelings not facts feelings of severe despondency and dejection now um in looking at some synonyms with depression one of the synonyms associated with it is sorrow and i want you guys to remember that you know um other synonyms synonyms are misery woe despair you know um but, but sorrow is a big one and um, it's a big one because uh, we're going to see it uh, mentioned a few times in his word and and who spoke about it but on 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 a quick personal level, like I said uh, a few weeks back, I brought up uh, the last couple of years, especially the last year, my fight with this, my struggle, I never thought I would um go through depression um also sadness or unhappiness is not depression like sadness something like sadness or when you're unhappy that's brought about through happenstance um a loved one may pass away a a, a pet or you know, you may lose a a a friend. You you may lose a relationship, a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever it be. That's a deep sadness. It's not a depression because it it it, it is short term in sadness, whereas depression, you know, it will just it's like a brick wall, and it will affect you physically and mentally, emotionally. And physically, I mean, it will drain us. It will cause our bodies to literally want to just give out and say, nope, I don't care what you want. I am stopping right now, I am done, and whatever this is you've been doing, I'm going to kick your tail, and you won't be able to go forth with this, and it really wants to get you to a place where your energy levels are gone, Uh, it brings upon you stress, It can start causing health issues, and, you know, All of a sudden, you with the physical, you have the mental and the emotional, and that, of course, is where depression hits the hardest because then it starts affecting our thought life and really affecting who we see ourselves as, and it begins to lie to us. Um, especially the longer it goes on so we want to get into that um i think Joni, if you want to um we can head maybe to like psalms 116 and a bit about that and the soul and sorrow and trouble Mm
0: -hmm. you know i want to say uh just like uh, a lot of people, and like you, Brooke, and you know this, is I suffered with depression radically for six years, and I, you know, and I, I was fully born again, like you, and uh, I really want to talk, we want to talk to you guys about, I want to inject this at this point, because there's this, this thought that we have to have this, always this chest-beating, victorious, you know, conquering, one foot on a rock, one hand holding a sword up in the air and we're more than conquerors but you know being a cop more than a conqueror in christ um that has to do with we have conquered sin death and hell that's that's done that is it um but we the reason why we want to talk about depression is um obviously because we know right now so many people are depressed and getting depressed and we're hoping that what we're saying to you you will hear it from our hearts because You know, there's a thousand things you can look at, read and learn. But, you know, Brooke and I are here because we went through depression. I went through it for six years. Everything she just described to you, I could pair it right now. So she did me a favor by describing how she felt that because I went through that, too. And it is a bleak darkness and you can't get out of it. And I do remember uh, that there was a time. Like, and it was after I had gotten out of depression, God did deliver me from it. And that's going to be a whole nother day. Another time, if I ever talk about how it happened, Um, which actually it'll probably worked out here in this video, but Psalm 116, I remember seeing it afterwards and it so spoke to me. And it says, starting at verse one, I love the Lord. Notice David starts out with, I love the Lord. I mean, he has this expression of, He's so, when you are so grateful to God for what he has done for you that you could not do for yourself and you, what it, what more can you say? But I love the Lord. So he's speaking in past tense in verse one, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. I want you to remember that. He hath heard my voice and my supplications. And we're gonna have Brooke look at Psalm 142 when I'm done at some point and she'll get to that and he says why because he has inclined his ear unto me and then he says now in a future tense he says therefore will i call upon him as long as i live so we see past present and future in verses one and two see everything has to be historical with god Mm -hmm. and he says, now this is the verse three that i said to brooke i said brooke this is the one It says, the sorrows of death compassed me. The pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. And when I saw that part of the pains of hell got hold of me, God really showed me that that's what depression does. It begins Mm -hmm. as sorrows. It begins as sorrows of death. And maybe it may be a dramatic way of saying sorrows of death, but we'll say a sorrowfulness enters in. And it says, it compassed me, meaning it surrounded you. And you're not understanding what's going on. And you don't know what's happening. And you don't really try to fight it off. And even if you do, somehow it's too strong. And then it says, and then the pains of hell. So it says death and hell. Mm -hmm. Death and hell got Mm -hmm. hold of me. And then he says, I found trouble and sorrow. And in Psalm 145, I'm just going to say it right here. He says, oh, in Psalm 119, 45, I should have had it open before me. But it says in Psalm, I'm sorry, you guys. I really don't like doing that. Okay, so Psalm 143, David says, trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Yet thy commandments are my delight. Isn't that interesting how he says in the trouble and anguish that he was in. Yet he says yet. And that's such a powerful little word. Yet. Thy commandments are my delights. You know, he's so I'm going to stop right there. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Brooke?
1: No, not right here. I don't.
0: Well, I'm just gonna read a little bit on more, but I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But it says, then now there's a then, right? Like you saw in 145, he says, Yet thy delights are with me. He says, Then called I upon the name of the Lord. Yes, oh Lord, I beseech thee. He's talking about his soul. He said, Deliver my soul. And then he has a memory, and he says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. Meaning God answered him. And then he goes on to give a testimony of it. And he says, The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. And then he speaks to his soul Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Land of the living. See, he's talking about death and hell. But God, and look, it wasn't that he had to, there was no bunch of self-help books. There was no counselors. There wasn't YouTube channels. There was nothing. It said in the beginning, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice. And my supplications. And if you're not sure or know really what a supplication is, it's a more of an a, um, an extreme, like instead of just like, Lord, I pray you help me. A supplication is really like you're pouring your soul. Actually, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. It's a pouring out of your soul because you get to the point where you're so depressed, you can't read, you can't think, you can't talk, you can't have conversations, you can't listen, you can't take in information. You are rendered like you might as well be a carved stone statue. That's right. But the only thing he had left was his voice and his soul. That's right.
1: That's right. You know, um, also, when it comes to depression, what it will do. If you do not get out of it quickly, um, if it sits with you, and listen, depression—it's it, not going to just magically come overnight. And the next day, you 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 wake up and suddenly you have this complete spirit of depression, oppression upon you, and and, and your whole world is upside down. No, something. It has triggered that or some things have gone on. Now, as far as us as Christians, I can tell you um, mine got worse and worse and worse because, you know, I had different situations happen. And um, over time. But as this went on, I got more and more discouraged and I began. Skipping reading my Bible. Okay. I wasn't filling myself up with the word. I wasn't making a deposit. Just like if you make a deposit at the bank, you have to make those deposits in order to pay bills and do whatever you must. We live in an economic world. But listen, the same with the word of God, the same to keep us where we need to be and knowing who we are we have got to put that word and deposit it within our hearts you know the the, the word tells us that god tells us but um i started first not reading um and then it went you know, more and more, not getting into his word, because I felt more, going by feelings and emotions, that's what depression does, it overtakes your feelings and emotions, and we know in our minds, we know as Christians, we are not to live by those feelings and emotions, and sometimes we just, we can't overcome it in ourselves, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't in the Word, and the next thing you know, I wasn't spending the time I needed in prayer. And then, as it went on, of course, I started uh, having negative thoughts about who who I was in Christ, and and that's going to happen, you know. Uh, the, over time, you keep going through it, going through it, going through it, and not reading and not feeling yourself of who you are that spirit that enemy is going to come attack your thought life and you're going to have a battle and a struggle with your thought life now as far as that and and the enemy of course he'll something that you've been forgiven of and given to the lord so you think even in depression something you may have done years ago will come back to you and it's like a tormenting spirit of look what you did look who you are you know you're so unworthy you're a failure you know you can't even read you can't even with me it caused me to step back from uh my the fire and freedom group Because it's like, I can't help those. I can't help people. I can't help myself. Mm -hmm. Look what I'm going through. How in the world can I help others? But you see, that's the big lie. That is the big lie. So you start withdrawing yourself, withdrawing yourself from the people of God when that's who you need to run to and you need to keep going. But, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. And um, I was talking to Joni yesterday about paul i mean paul is such a good example and in um 2 timothy 1 he um is writing of course to timothy and he says in uh verse 2 you know it starts with you know grace mercy and peace from god the father and jesus christ our lord and then he says i thank god whom i serve from my forefathers with pure conscience really now listen paul wrote that pure conscience i mean wasn't he a jew killer didn't he persecute jesus didn't he beat up on christians i mean paul was something else before the road to damascus experience but here he writes how he has a pure conscience now in philippians 3:13 he goes on to say, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, but forgetting those things that are behind. We talked about that yesterday. And listen, Paul struggled with this. Paul struggled with this. The enemy, I guarantee you, would attack Paul's thought life and try to tell him, you murderer, who do you think you are coming out? Especially in the beginning. Can you imagine? (laughs) Who do you think you are? No one's going to listen to you. You know, you're not truly loved by the Lord. You killed his people. You persecuted him. You hated him. You hated God's people. So, of course, the enemy bombarded him with all these thoughts. Because, listen, in order to forget, like he says, forgetting those things which are behind, he first had to remember them. So, it tells you, yes, he struggled with this. So, Paul was like us he was like us this is the part of his humanity but he overcame that he rose up he did what he had to do he struggled but then he turned to the lord you know what i'm saying he he didn't he didn't become defeated he didn't bow down to what the enemy said and begin believing it. That's where we get into trouble. And because of that, he could write in confidence how he had that pure conscience. You mm-hmm. know, and and he goes on to tell Timothy um in verse four, being mindful of your tears. So there it tells us Timothy was crying over something. So it shows Timothy's side of, of, of sorrow. Of course, we know you know Timothy wow. had a, a lot of trouble with himself um being young and in the ministry. A lot of people did. Uh, that was that was a struggle for him. But but here he, you know, Paul is saying he's mindful of those tears, but he, he goes on, you know, it basically goes on to tell him, hey, you know, how to stop that, de- that de- depression, stop that crying, you know, it, it's, he tells him. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on my hands. We have to stir ourselves up. He is telling Timothy, You stir yourself up. I know you have it in you, just like your mother did, just like your grandmother did. I am persuaded. So stop that. Dry those tears rise up stir yourself up and come on get going that is what we have got to do listen god's not gonna just show up at our doorstep walk in and say all right this is what you have to do we have got to take it upon ourselves to stir up our own spirits no matter how we feel this is how these men push through this and look Paul was encouraging him. We also have to reach out to people in the body. Put down the pride. If it's pride, put down the pride. Call someone up and say, hey, this is where I'm at. I cannot do it. I need your help. And I promise you, your fellow fellow brother or sister in Christ, they will say, okay, right then and there. If they're serving Mm -hmm. God, they will. They're not just going to say, well, forget you. No, call me another time. No, but we've got to turn to others when we cannot do it ourselves. You know, and uh, it goes on to say, of course, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of a love, and of a sound mind. And, you know, if we connect with fear, then we start... Thinking our fear thinks, doing what fear thinks, and all this is connected to fear. Is what it is. And then we're yet again under the law of um sin and death. And and no, we 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 can't do that. You know, if we have a spirit of power, loving of some mind, then we are connected to the spirit. Of the law of life in Christ Jesus that has set us free from the law of sin and death. And when it says a power of love, you know, a lot of people focus on uh, God doesn't give me a spirit of fear. Forgetting about love, you know, about spirit of love. And so we've got to take it and say, no. God loves me. I am loved. Jesus loves me. He says he will never leave me or forsake me. I will not be abandoned. No matter, like I said, how you feel, you rise up and you speak it. I am an heir. I am an adopted heir. I sit at the right hand with Jesus next to the Father. And and we we have got to speak that living word of life because that's how life comes back into us.
0: No, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, when you're depressed, sometimes it's going to be incumbent upon yourself to do this because many times, uh, many times, like through depression, you become very isolated. And we see many accounts of people. There are people that, you know, I was able to call here and there, but as time went on, it's like people I think just kind of didn't. I just didn't have, I think and it wasn't their fault. I just became, per, I isolated myself. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like nobody understood anyway. And that's another aspect of it is um, you try to tell people um, uh, what's going on. And they they do the pull up your bootstraps thing. They go for a walk, um, exercise. And everything they were telling me I was already doing, like, you don't think, like, and I'm <laughs> I know this sounds like I'm getting mad at them. But I'm talking about a personal inward frustration where I knew that they meant well, but I'm just being real right now. I said to myself, um, I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. Because nobody knows what this feels like. And I'm going to carry this. I'm going to carry this right here. You see, because no one knows how you feel. And when you try to explain to people, it, it overwhelms them. They don't know how to help you. They, they will pray for you and they will be good to you. And they will think about you and they maybe will do things and pray for you or call you once in a while. But you know what? You still find yourself isolated because you are in a pit. You are in a deep place. Yeah. I remember feeling so like, I'm sick of it. Like, There's people that would go, well, just go for a 20 minute walk each day. It's like, you know what? I went for 30 minute walks. I went for 45 minute walks. I was doing everything that I can, you know, and I just went deeper and deeper and deeper into depression. Mm -hmm. And all I had were tears. All I had was tears, Brooke. Mm -hmm. All I had, was I reading my Bible? Yeah, I was pressing on, but the words were blurry. They weren't Mm -hmm. entering in, you know? And sometimes, yes, I had days where I felt better, where I could feel mm. the Holy Spirit moving in my life, and then the next day, pow, I was being plummeted mm. down a dark pit. I didn't know how to get out of it, and and I really saw those words in Psalm one sixteen: the pains of hell got hold of me, yep. and then I found trouble and sorrow everywhere I went. And I want to bring something up because you see. Um, you're right 100%. When you are depressed, it's happening to you. It's not happening to anybody around you. They don't understand it. It becomes uncomfortable for them. They mm. know that there's nothing they can do for you, but they want to. So mm. they begin to isolate. And you have to know this. Christ is in it. There's never a moment, even though it, right. like you, said, it, you may not feel it. I know I'm speaking from experience. I felt like God packed up and left in the middle of the yep. night while I was still sleeping. Yep. And he didn't leave a forwarding address. My prayers were like hollow. I couldn't think. But something deeper inside of me was hanging on. You know, I thought, yeah, looking back, the pains of hell got hold of me. But I got hold of God. And it was like I was just like hanging on by my fingernails. And and I started to learn and understand about some things and if it's all right with you unless you want to drop something in here i want to talk about people that we were talking about who were mighty and potent in the face yes Okay. Yes. Right? and so this postmodern generation has believed a lie and that is when you become born again um it's you know you're going to have a, you know yeah the People accept the fact that they're going, there's going to be tribulation. There's going to be things. Jesus told us, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But um, unless and until you are in that pit of darkness and you go alone, you don't, people don't go with you. They don't understand it. But Christ goes with you. And I'm saying, looking back, and I know you can attest to this. Christ went with me in that pit, and I was thinking about you know I love Charles Spurgeon. I remember as a young girl I started somebody handed me his book and I started reading everything I can get my hands on. I read through tons of it, and I you know and I still read through things. Um, but I learned that Charles Spurgeon. This was like twenty. This was like after. This was like actually during when I was depressed that he suffered from severe depression and that caught my mind because I thought that's why his writings spoke to me. Mm -hmm. It spoke to something greater than my mind. Mm -hmm. It penetrated into my soul. Right. And he was getting at something that only my soul in that pit. And I didn't, I understood that he had this depression. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read a couple of things that he said about it. Um, Charles Spurgeon, he was a celebrated 19th century preacher and depression was more than just circumstantial for him. He, He spoke about it in his sermons and his lectures and his examples, which were often rooted in his own experience. And it included a significant form of depression, the kind that comes without cause. Let me repeat that. The kind that comes because there's different kinds. Let's be clear. Okay. Because there's loss of a job, loss of a spouse, a child, loss usually launches you into a depression. But there's another kind and it comes without cause. In one of his sermons, he said, you may be surrounded with all the comforts of life. And yet be in wretchedness more gloomy than death if the spirits are depressed. You may have no outward cause, whatever for sorrow. And yet if the mind is dejected, the brightest sunshine will not relieve your gloom. There are times when all our evidences get clouded and all our joys are fled. Though we may still cling to the cross, yet it is with a desperate grasp. Because you see, Spurgeon understood that depression isn't always logical and it its cause is not always clear. He said, there are times when our spirits betray us and we sink into darkness. We slip, slip into the bottomless pits where our souls can bleed in 10,000 ways and die over and over again each hour. You know, when I read that, book, I thought, no one can say that. No one. No one. Some people said that he contemplated suicide. And I did read some things that very much Mm -hmm. sounded like he did. He goes on to say there is no reasoning and a remedy is hard to find. And he spoke these words to his students. As well fight with the mist as with the shapeless, undefinable, yet all be clouding hopelessness. One affords himself no pity when in this case, because it seems to be unreasonable. And even sinful to be troubled without manifest cause. And yet troubled the man is, even in the very depths of his spirit, it needs a heavenly hand to push it back. But nothing short of this will chase away the nightmare of the soul. And, you know, he spoke about, he said another word, in another place he preached, um, God's people sometimes walk in darkness and see no light there are times when the best and brightest saints have no joy and he rested on that scripture in Isaiah 50 10 which became very personal to me and I'm not saying it because he saw that when I was sitting in my bible completely dejected in mind a flat spirit I came across that verse in Isaiah 50.10 Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of a servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. And you know, God gave me that verse during the thickest, darkest blackness. And that was the one verse I hung on to. Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking in darkness right now, but trust in the name of the Lord. And so he was clear that depression isn't a guaranteed sign of whether or not someone is a Christian and it's not a sign that you aren't growing in your faith. It is possible to be faithful and depressed. Depression of spirit is no index of declining grace. The very loss of joy and absence of assurance may be accompanied by the greatest advancement in the spiritual life. Because in this, uh, we all feel our usefulness is over Mm -hmm. we do we feel like i i got nothing like i can't even talk to my kids Mm -hmm. and so we ask ourselves this question what if this endures because he went his entire life never being healed from it Mm -hmm. and we need to talk about that right now We know you ask yourself, what if I can never do anything of lasting value ever again? And Spurgeon knew that feeling. And so that's why he lectured them on depression. And he said, think not that all is over with your usefulness. And in closing, just this part. He was laid low many times, both physically and emotionally, but it didn't stop his ministry. He wrote thousands of sermons and countless letters. He read prolifically, met with people, prayed with people, organized ministries, and taught at the pastor's college. His suffering did not exclude him from usefulness. If anything, the fruit of it made him more useful. His experience with depression enabled him to encourage and support others who suffered from it as well. Wow but you know so he mean? really, really he really,
1: really, and I, I, I bet a lot of people don't realize that about Spurgeon. you know what I mean? They're reading Spurgeon thinking how mighty he is, and look at below the surface when he was alone, away from anyone, what he wrote and what was going on with him truly when it comes to depression.
0: But I said, I remember reading because I read so many things about him where he would go like on like maybe on a trip, he'd have to take a boat somewhere and he would mm-hmm. go to Europe. And he I read when he said I was in darkness the whole time mm-hmm. and he was preaching to people. and He said I was under the heaviest, darkest depression the entire time. Mm-hmm. And but the, but the key is. Like you said
1: with you too you keep going that Ah. is the main key of what I'm trying to get through because where I messed up is I wasn't keeping going I was not and I you know I was not I literally there were days and days that I was on the sofa not watching tv because I wasn't enjoyable Just staring off in constant thought because, you know, it's just such a battle. Like, how did I get here? What is going on? Where are you, God? How am I going to get out? Please help me, Lord. What am I going to do? It's just an endless, endless battle. And we had uh, mentioned yesterday at that, just to let everybody listening know, it's not going to be any fun to to make yourself do what you have to do to stay in it because galatians five seventeen. what does it tell us the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit again the two are contrary completely contrary and and so you do not do the things that you wish so it's a war it's a battle but you know you have to cling to something. You have to find something you cling to. And you have to go with it. Because we can't just give up, become defeated, and die. That We, we cannot do that.
0: Yeah, you know, yes. uh, you said something very important. you were always thinking, thinking, thinking. And that's what you do when you're depressed. You live in your head. Yep. You live in your head. Okay? And so inside the head... All you're thinking about is a merry-go-round. It's You know what it is? It's like a demonic circus. It's like a yeah. demonic circus of rides going on in your head. And you know something? Sometimes they overwhelm, they overtake. And yes, Satan gets involved. He'll piggyback on depression because, you know, and of course, I want to inject something here because I can maybe possibly hear people go, well, sometimes there is chemical depression. I agree. These are, oh. this is old man, Adam. This is Absolutely. A, a body of death. It's not always always, Satan. It's not always Satan. It's not always the enemy. So I want to make it clear that Brooke and I are not saying that, you know, if you're clinically depressed, um, you know, we acknowledge that to you and we understand and we're very compassionate towards. uh,
1: The battle is still as strong. That's my point.
0: That's right. I'm not saying
1: that I'm not talking about the differences of depression or how it comes about. I'm saying Whether it's clinical or whether it's you, yourself, whether it's the enemy, the battle, the war is still the same.
0: Yeah, because listen, Brooke, I'll tell you something. And people are probably thinking, because in the beginning I said, well, I got free from it and I probably won't talk about it. And I realized as you started talking, I thought, why would I say, why would I say, I'm not going to say. It just sounded so ridiculous and I caught myself. So, You know, hey, I didn't even notice. Yeah, but I was like, well, isn't that the whole point? You're here. Everybody has their own experience. I'm going to tell you how I got out of mine. Um, I thought, just thought I was going to be depressed for the rest of my life because, like, you know, for six after six years, nothing. I couldn't get free, but I Mm -hmm. kept. And for this is for me. This isn't to make anybody feel like they got to live up to what I did, how I did it. But Mm -hmm. I'm just sharing. That's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm saying I kept going. I just kept on opening my Bible, but Mm -hmm. I'm really regimented. And there was something in me that was important to me. That was probably something, the only fragment left of myself where I said, I'm going to read. And I would read, not even remember what I read, but I I had told the Lord uh, many, many years back that I would always be there. A lot of people have heard my story when I said, um, as long as I live, I'll always come before you unless there's some emergency. Well, I didn't see my being depressed as an emergency, you know, that I couldn't get to the word, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause sometimes we can't, we got to, something's mm-hmm. happening. We got to run. But for me, I kept going and I said to the Lord, I said, you're all I got Lord. And I would sit there and I remember I'd have days where I would be crying, staring, um, whatever. And after six years, you know, still going, Lord, I'm praying that you heal me. Sometimes I just even stopped asking him to heal me. I just got Mm -hmm. so depressed. I was like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm just being real and honest and open because I love honest and open discussions Mm -hmm. of reality. Okay. And that's what you and I are are pretty kind of known for people that know us. They know that we don't, we're just going to say it. We're not going to try and sugarcoat it. And so. But I remember it got so it was going on for so long. And I had some friends that said, you really need to go see a psychiatrist and everything that was against me as like psychiatrist, you know, and so they talked me into going to a psychiatrist. So I went to the psychiatrist and I sat in front of this man and the man was like soulishly dead. Like I'm sitting across from like a walking dead man and I'm sitting there thinking, how is he going to help me? Right. Like I'm actually feeling mm-hmm. better sitting here in front of him than anything and so anyway he's, I'm going to give you a prescription of something okay I'm not going to say what it is but he gave me a prescription of something and I, I felt like I'm sitting there I'm, I'm walking out with the paper and I thought to myself what are you doing what are you doing that this is me this is my personal story okay has no reflection on everybody and I thought well I don't know because he's like well if you really need it it'll work and if you really don't need it it won't work okay so I went home and I took it, and I noticed within 24 hours my soul felt dead. I felt on top of that some odd numbness, mm-hmm. on top of the depression, which rendered me even now, even dead. Like mm-hmm. I was, and I became aloof, and I instantly realized that. But I kept taking the pills for like I think mm-hmm. it was like two weeks because, um you know, people around me were like, well, you're, you're gonna, you'll get used to it. You're just so used to always blah, 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 whatever they were saying to me. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, okay. And every time I took it, I felt a nudge from the Lord. Like he wasn't doing it. I could just feel him like standing there in a sense, kind of like this, you know, like watching. And, um, I remember I was getting down to my last pill because I think he only gave me enough for two weeks to try it out. I think that's how they do it, you know? And I started to feel like a drug addict, like, oh, no, I've only got a couple of pills left. What am I going to do? And I was always super poor back then. And Mm -hmm. then I didn't have insurance. And then I thought, what am I going to do? I don't have any money to buy more pills. Right. And you know what? I remember sitting there. I, I remember that was one morning I was sitting there and I was thinking about it. And all of a sudden. And I'm not telling anybody to do this. Be clear. I'm making a disclaimer. This is what Mm -hmm. I did. I'm not telling you to do what I did. Don't do what I did unless God tells you. I felt God. I'm not saying I heard his words. But it was more powerful than his words. But it was like his life came into me. I mean, it just shot into me and i felt strong and i felt alive and i took those pills and i the two left threw them in the toilet flush the toilet launched the thing in there and from that day i was never depressed again now that's my story yeah. okay i was expecting well i guess this is it now i want to talk to you guys about something because there's people that may never get Uh, Well, that will probably have depression the rest of their life you know look at Spurgeon Spurgeon without me going into detail he hung on every scripture that he could to get God to listen to him Mm -hmm. and he wrote a large portion of his sermons from his depression bed yes Um, the most powerful psalms you wouldn't get Jeremiah and the potency coming out of him, of course, it was inspired. Number one by the Holy Spirit, but look at the depths that Jeremiah went to. Look at the depths Isaiah went to. Look at the depths the sons of Korah went through. Look at the depths Asaph went through. Look at the depths David. Went Job, through. Job. I mean, Dame you talk about sorrow, Job. Everybody, you know what? And all those things. It's been. I, I look at the Psalms mostly because. You know, even Psalm 88, you know, he, he, it ends it. He's like, I'm free among the dead, you know? Um, But something happens to people that something deep comes out of them. Um, They go into deep places. And God is in those deep places. They have, they're able to see things differently in that depression. I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but yet I'm not because I'm sitting from a place of that place of knowing in the depression. And there's things I understood and saw during those six years of being the hell got getting hold upon me, finding trouble and sorrow, being alone and and free among the dead. I remember um, it touched a part of me that God just I mean, it's so intimate and so personal. I can't put words on it. I want to talk about Amy Carmichael. Remember, I was talking to you this morning about Amy Carmichael. She spent the last 20 years in bed after she fell and broke her leg and twisted her spine and broke her ankle. She can never walk again. And she thought she had no more usefulness. There was nothing left. But then... God spoke to her in bed when she told him, she said, I, I don't know how you can ever use me again. Look at me now. I'm a woman. I'm in bed. I'm crippled. I can't walk. I can't do anything. But that's when she wrote her most powerful works was from that bed. Spurgeon's writing his sermons, the most potent sermons that minister to me in modern day as a depressed person from a depressed person he was going into the depths of jesus christ you know it says the heart of a man is deep and a man of understanding searcheth it out and that's the man christ jesus and he does that because um there's other people that you are going to be able to meet and the holy spirit gets involved in that you know there's probably so much mystery in that and so many things but sometimes god will allow a person to be depressed yeah. for the rest of their life. And there's a usefulness in that. I'm going to stop talking because I don't want to take up all the all the yeah, um, I, I have
1: just one more thing to share with them yeah. and then we can wrap it up because it's 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 getting late. But real quick, this this was so important for me. This is short though guys. Um, if you are having trouble with negative thoughts, even it doesn't even have to be in depression. But negative thoughts of of yourself of anything what um what i did i was going through that um not just in this last year with the the depressive ones because those were a lot deeper um but earlier in my christian walk and listen i simply took scripture based on our thought life and I confessed it twice a day, literally twice a day. It can be twice, it can be three times, but at least twice a day. And um, uh, uh, especially 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imagination. I mean, I I sit there and I said, okay, mm-hmm. I cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And then I go to Philippians 4, 8. Thank you, Lord. I think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. And you, I grabbed on to those. And I, in faith, spoke them, like I said, a couple of times a day. And within literally two weeks' time, those thoughts that had been plaguing my mind, without me being able to control it stopping they were gone i hadn't even noticed the day they were gone but they were gone and they were gone for good and you know now in this of course like we have told people in the last show and stuff about me i am playing out in front of a world stage <laughs> you know where i've been with this depression because i'm not a hundred percent i'm far be it but it's like okay lord just use me and i'm just gonna step out in faith and show everybody what you can do Mm. let me remain faithful and lord show them what you can do in my life and i'm willing to open that up to everyone it's you know it's kind of scary a bit you know because you know i'll the enemy wants to say, oh, back up. Uh, what if you fail and you've been a OK, no, listen. No, I'm done with it. I'm done with you. And I just I, you just have to keep going and telling myself every day. No, but this is not who I am. This is who I am in this word. This is who I am. I love what it says in uh, uh, Psalms uh, 116 again. Oh, wait, or is it 119? Yep, yeah, 11950. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. His word will give us life. And one more thing, Psalms 19, 119, uh, 50. In it, it says, that's what I just read, okay? But um in Okay, this must be in another version. It says, For your word has quickened me. In in my affliction, your word has quickened me. And quickened in strong, in, I looked it up, and and quickened is to live, have life, remain alive, be restored to life or hell. That is what his word will do with us. So, you know, I, I, I just want to end with that and encourage people to um, to really grab on to the things in the word and, and, and confess it out loud, out loud, because you give birth to those words, you know, and then your faith rises, of course, increases as you speak, because faith comes by hearing and hearing, of course, by the word. So I just want to encourage people to do that. Also, real quick, you brought up, you know, medication, but if there's anybody out there who is suffering from, quote, seasonal depression, it's called, in the wintertime, in the fall time, all of a sudden people get depressed. Well, doctors are giving you guys antidepressants because many just give it these days. Well, um, you know, um, greatest majority of the time for seasonal depression is simply a lack of vitamin D3. That is it. You're not in the sun. Listen, your levels will not be at vitamin D3 levels in your body unless you outside in the sun every day of the year. Literally, it takes that. So vitamin D3. If you go through that, I know people. I told them about it. They started taking D3 within four weeks. It was like huh, it's gone. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. You need d D3. So anyway, that's just a little. You know tip out there for anybody that may go through that and think man i really don't want to take this medicine i don't feel that kind of depressed try some vitamin d3 but anyway thank you guys um Joni, i'll let you finish in prayer and all right, all right. there's so much more
0: we could say i know i think that we did the best that we could uh we don't want to inundate you guys But we want to encourage you. You keep walking. You keep obeying. You keep reading. Yes. Like those words, the Lord says, my words are spirit in their life. He's a quickening spirit. And he will make life come into you. And he will do it one way or another. And he's not forgotten you. And he is with you in the midst of where you are. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you so much that, Lord, that you could use Brooke and I, Lord, where we can speak about things that we know, God, that must be spoken of, Lord God, because so many people of your, your children are depressed. And now, Lord, we just ask you that you would go out, that you would touch the hearts of everybody, touch the lives of every soul. Lord, we just pray right now for everybody who is suffering in depression right now, where they have hell hath got hold of them, that sorrow has compassed them about, that, Lord, that you set them free. We ask that you break them out of that bondage That you be the life-giving, quickening spirit in them. That you break them out of these bonds in your name, Jesus. Lord, have mercy upon your people. Lord, send forth your spirit. And Lord, we pray that you refresh them, bless them, lift them up encourage them release them yes because that's why you came and lord we ask for your peace that passes all understanding not only to guard their heart and mind but to rest upon them and also to rule and reign in their hearts and lord we thank you we now we now commit this time into your hands and that lord you would carry this message as you will by your spirit in your name we give you thanksgiving in jesus name amen amen well we'll see you next time brooke Yes, I'll see you next
1: time, Joni and everyone else out there. I hope you have a wonderful week coming up. But we are gonna be back soon (laughs) since we're late next week. Yeah, soon, probably by Wednesday or something, because um we were just late recording this and you guys keep us in prayer that the technology that we have doing this, that God will keep making a way (laughs) way for us. Yes. So, bye, everyone.
0: Bye, everyone. We love you guys. See you next Wednesday or so. Yes. Yes. All right. Bye for now.